I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that one yet. It's on my Netflix, but I haven't seen that one yet. Well, hello. Hi, Whitney. How are you? I'm fine. How are your packets? My, I, <laughs> I misunderstood <laughs> for a moment. Uh, so you know, I'm not looking at my packets right now because um, your packets stressed you out last time. Yeah, it was it was too much because also I think some some packet loss is normal. You know, ha- you know, it happens to everyone. Yeah, yeah. A little packet loss. Actually, I just realized that at some point during this call, um, my, somebody that I work with may be like driving by my apartment to give me keys. So <laughs> I may have to sing the technical difficulty song. And then I guess I would sing it later. And then we could put. There's also, there's also the fact that I could edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> no. This In is, fact, I this could is edit the... all of this out and we could just. Start the podcast right now. <laughs> uh, this is a Dog May 95 podcast. Um, <laughs> anyway, welcome to I Haven't Seen That. With the fourth episode. The fourth episode with, with Whitney and Mark. I'm hope. not Mark. I'm, I almost said I'm Whitney, which would have confused everyone. Well, Whitney, Whitney is a unisex name, so. That's true. It could have appeared in the goofs part of our IMDb page. If there, is there a podcast IMDb? Oh, man. I wonder. I hope not. <laughs> that would terrible. be absurd. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, how was your week? Um, it's all right. Had a cold. Kind of crappy. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. Uh, what's 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 a thing you haven't seen? You know, literally moments ago when I said, how was your week? I said that because I was like, oh, wow. I did not think of... I was so gung-ho about starting this podcast early um, you, had a, you had a burrito in you? Did you take yeah, a bath? Did you take I, your bath? I did take my bath. I Are you a my bathman? Bath. Not really. So the thing is, is that I took a bath today because today was the first day I wore Birkenstocks around, like, mm. for a while. And so that's, it's the first day I, de- I like, redevelop arches in my feet. Like, <laughs> normally I don't have them, but then I wear Birkenstocks for, like, a week in the spring. Or actually, I don't wear them during the week. I wear them exclusively on the weekends. And I'll accept that. That's... I, I, that's a good choice. Well, it's normcore now, apparently. <laughs> apparently, Birkenstocks are very in with normcore. Um, Which is apparently a thing that yeah, we're supposed to I'm believe is real. So angry about. I mean, the, the thing that bothers me about it is that it's literally like attractive people wearing comfortable clothing. Like, How dare they? We didn't have to come up with a different name for this. They are going to ruin Kmart for the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> they just drive up the prices on everything at Target. Ugh. Oh, my New Balances. Um, I remember J.C. Penny before it was cool. <laughs> um, oh, well, things I haven't seen. I haven't seen any. I didn't see Anchorman. I never caught that. Huh, I actually I'd... don't think I've seen any of the like Will Ferrell movies of that type. I haven't seen. Step Brothers or uh, the Ricky Bobby thing or yeah I not not that I don't like the guy it's just never never saw old school uh, the thing well, the thing about Anchorman is you don't need to have seen Anchorman I'm sure you you know the <laughs> yeah. entire script I know all of the jokes yeah <laughs> I don't know any of the actual plot aside that he hates a one? woman I don't think there was a plot if um. I recall. I mean, I've only, I've only, uh, it's been, you know, 10 years since I've seen it, but. Yeah, it didn't. And yet, and I know, I know that things from it still come out of my mouth because it's just, it's just 
because sometimes I just am like a like a T Fury shirt. I try not to be. T Fury uh, shirts. I've got no joke there other than to quietly nod. Um, and that's our sponsor for this week. Yeah. <laughs> the people we made fun of. The, the, the terrible shirts that just regurgitate pop culture uh, with, with no um, context. How do, and... how do they not get sued for that, right? I don't know. It, it, it always kind of makes me mad because I'm like, okay, you've put these two things, these two intellectual properties together with, you know, no... The original creator is getting nothing yeah. from it. And usually, I mean, frequently it's like, okay, Star Wars, who cares? You know, well, Star Wars is fine. I would think Lucasfilm, like, they have to have lawyers whose job is to go around and, like, like punch these guys, right? Oh, sure, sure. But it's just, I mean, like, monetarily, Star Wars is fine. Oh, I'm not worried about John C. Star Wars. <laughs> the inventor of Star Wars. The inventor of Star Wars. Um... But for like smaller things, like little, like, because, you know, they'll do like little weird pop culture things. And I'm like, you know, it, I would kind of like it better if the person who made, I don't know, whatever weird video game. The Slender Man? Yeah, if, if Slender, I want Slender Man to get his, <laughs> his due. I want him his to get his. rodent skulls or whatever he, whatever he takes payment in. Slender Man is dumb. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that Slender Man is now in like five video games that came out at the same time when like a bunch of different studios tried to like take advantage of the Slenderman craze um that was a thing where do you are you a are you a horror movie person or do you like scary stuff at all uh i don't watch horror movies but i read their plots on <laughs> wikipedia and i listen to that podcast that's just about horror movies I know there's a podcast i've never listened to but i love the title of it that's called um anything ghost that's just people Delicious. talking about anything. There's people talking about their various ghost stories. But I'm I'm a, I'm a horror movie fan. I like I like horror games. I like um, just you know, horror stories, horror books. Um, and that's why like Slenderman is like is horror that's sort of like been created by committee, and and it has led this to, like more you know uh, adding upon it and adding upon it and explaining it more and more and creating more of a mythos to the point where it's like oh it's not scary at all anymore. You've you've put too much into it because the the way to make good horror is to explain nothing. The minute you explain it, oh, it's like oh, it's, it's, it's like that. oh, he's a guy who murders people. Well, whatever. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> um, I I think that I don't watch horror movies for the same reason that as we talked about before, I don't go on roller coasters. Where like I've got enough dread as it is. We haven't um, talked about roller coasters. What? No. We haven't. Who, who else are you podcasting with? <laughs> I your, don't think your, I on Coastercast. I, I swear to God, we had this conversation, or this was a dream I had in which we <laughs> recorded a uh, roller coaster podcast. No, I don't go on roller coasters. Um, Ever? I have been on a roller coaster. I understand the when concept. When was the last time? When was the last time you went on a roller coaster? Would you call Splash Mountain a roller coaster? Probably. It's a water ride. Yeah. Um, but that was the last time. That was Thanksgiving, maybe two years ago. Hmm. That's more recently than I. Well, I don't. I don't go on roller coasters. I used to enjoy them, but um, I've 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 now had so many um serious head injuries that I don't want to. <laughs> I don't think I'm allowed to <laughs> legally. <laughs> yeah. Um. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh. But I. It, um. No, I didn't. I didn't know you didn't didn't care for the coaster life. 
Uh, the thing is, is that I get it. I understand that some people find like being scared and the rush of adrenaline to be like a good thing. But mm-hmm. like, I have too much of that already. <laughs> I'm like, I can just, I can just think about going to the doctor, and it's like <laughs> I'm on a roller coaster. It's you got you a DIY existential. <laughs> yeah, threat. I'm getting it for free, guys. I don't, I don't need to rent a film. Yeah, pay uh, um, sixty dollars for the latest Silent Hill. I can just think about life. <laughs> uh. And I guess uh, since I, 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 I'm afraid of uh, not many things. So I need a little. I need a little. Ex- I need a little extra terror in my life sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It can only be gotten from the uh, oh, what the Tower of Terror at um. That thing's fun. I went on that twice. That's at Universal know. Studios. <laughs> yeah, it is at Universal Studios. <laughs> Would not know about that. Yeah, that um... was um. Uh, we went there on a on a really poorly managed um class trip my in my in seventh grade where it was like yes we'll take this bunch of bunch of teens and we'll put them on a bus from nashville and uh drive like 13 hours and we break a bunch of laws because the bus drivers are not supposed to drive that long <laughs> without a break but nope nope they just had that guy drive straight through and then kept put us in some really disgusting roach infested motel yeah. oh, in Orlando. Yeah. And with those Florida roaches. Yeah, yeah. That are the size of your face. It's like trimmers. <laughs> yeah. It's horrifying. Yeah. So yeah, I don't yeah. It's I mean, that's one of the thing the great things about growing older. And I feel like this podcast is slowly just becoming Mark's like my Jack Handy style thoughts on like <laughs> what's good about getting older. Um, but another great thing about getting older is that you look back on experiences from your youth and you realize how badly managed and like how shitty they were. And like, they, like as an adult, you're like, oh, wow, they really they really messed that one up. Like, how did, like, how did adults how did adults um, manage this? How did yeah. they, how did they um, think this was a good idea? Whereas at the time you 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 understood that it was stupid and poorly managed, but you didn't really like. It seemed like that just existed without being somebody's fault, and now you look back, and I feel this way talking to friends about like, like high school teachers who got busted for like, like having sex with seniors or something like that. At the time, you kind of, or at least I kind of knew about that stuff going on, and I was like, oh, that's gross. That's like, that's horrible. But like, at no point was I ever like, I should maybe tell an adult or like, like <laughs> try like. This is just another fact of life. Yeah, yeah. Try and make any difference in the fact that, like, my gym teacher is having sex with people. And now that I am an adult, when I when I think of stories like that, where it's like teachers having sex with high school students or anything like that, I'm like, I'm like, oh god, why teenagers? Why oh. would you, why like the whole like why would anybody want to have sex with a teenager? Have you seen them? Not, and like, not even that, but like the teenagers that you'd interact with as a like teacher. Like, I feel like you would be even more repulsed by teenagers if you had to spend every day from eight to two with a bunch of teenagers. If it's like, like it's a, oh, God, if I if I, I got to read all these essays, I better get at least one blowy out of it. Oh, God. Oh, that's. I'm keeping it, keeping it classy. Keeping here it on, classy. And I haven't seen, haven't seen that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like thinking back on it, like the 
it seems like there were teachers that literally every student, it was just common knowledge that they were like creeps and things like that. And and then like five years later, they got fired and everyone's like, well, yeah, sure. We've known for five years. And then it's like, oh, we probably should have told someone <laughs> like the principal <laughs> or the police. Yeah. Or the cops. Oh, so teens, um, if if one of your if there are any teen listeners to this, um. Which might be that might be a thing. Yeah, that might happen one day after I don't we under, get on Fear I don't Factor. Understand what teens do? <laughs> I'm actually. I need. I'm gonna propose at work that I. Uh, I make a little like a little guide because you know there's always like parents guides for like keeping your kids safe online or like watching your kids or seeing what seeing your what what how much your kids are sexting. Yeah, and like, that's seeing fine, what but sneeze I... fetish your kid is developing. And that's fine, you know. He's it's like, uh, honey, you've, you're going through a lot of pepper. Well, wait, did I tell you about this? Um, you have a sneeze fetish? No, no, not me. On on Savage Love a couple of weeks back, somebody wrote in. They were like, "Hey, so my, like, I try and be very open with my kids, like to a reasonable degree about their sexuality." And they're like, basically, I've discovered that my daughter, like my like 15 year old daughter, probably has a sneezing fetish because like. Because you would think, like, oh, if she heard about a sneezing fetish at school, she'd, like, Google it once. But, like, they're like, no, she's hitting the sites fairly often and the message boards. And they're like, I don't know what to say to her about this or, like, how not to think about it. I Um, think, you know, if you have a sneezing fetish... That's a pretty easy one. You should that's, just keep that. That's, that's fine. exactly what Dan Savage said. He was like, "Dude, there's way worse fetishes for your daughter to have." I mean, that's, um, yeah, that's that's easily achievable. I mean, I, I'm, um, you haven't we haven't been around each other in person yet, and we've only talked for about uh, four hours. four hours total. Um, but I, when I sneeze, I sneeze between five and seven times in a row every time. It's like so. You're in in the sneezing fetish community. You're a catch. Yeah, they, they, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a queen. You're a queen of. Uh, so, so we might get some interesting comments on the. Uh, I'll make sure. I'll make sure to to tag this. On yeah, Tumblr definitely tag this. Sneezing. With sneezing. Then people are like, "Why did you just make fun of our fetish for twenty minutes?" Hey, I well, I you know I. I respect fetishes, you know. Especially, well, the I, the internet has done. This is, you know, well trod territory that the internet yes, has yes. done great things for fetishes. And we've talked yes. about fetishes. I think this is the third week in a row. Wait, really? Um, yeah. How? Well, then how did I not tell you about that savage love thing? I think I, I think I told you about the savage love thing, and I think I definitely talked to you about roller coasters at some point. <laughs> Maybe I need to check the files on my computer and see if there's something we recorded when I was in a fugue state. <laughs> Should we, uh, sh- what would your name be if you were in a fugue state? Do you get different names in a fugue yeah, state? Yeah, you come up with your own name. Or at least that's what I've... So, wait, who was it? What author disappeared and then it turned out that she had been in a fugue state? Um, one second, I'm literally... You look I know it up? it's in the Wikipedia entry for fugue state. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I guess I always feel like a fugue state is just you know. I, I Agatha think Christie. A, wow, I didn't know she went into a fugue state. Agatha Christie disappeared on third of December, nineteen twenty-six, only to reappear eleven days later in a hotel in Harrogate, apparently with no memory of the events which happened during that time span. Um, and I believe that she checked into this hotel under like a completely different name. That seems very Agatha Christie. Yeah, well, in that's, fact, that's my that's my fugue state name. Agatha Christie. Christy Agatha. 
Ooh, good one. I feel like that should be a novel. Like people who write novels that deal with like like uh, Kim Cooper's The Kept Girl, which is about um, I haven't read that Raymond Chandler. But it's like he's solving a mystery during the actual time period that he lived in Los Angeles. Which actually, I mean, I think he lived in Los Angeles for a very long time. But um, you are you are correct because I was just reading Raymond Chandler's Wikipedia entry <laughs> yesterday. That's Cause, all cause someone, we read now. Yeah, well, because someone on Twitter, it's a uh, uh, stars in Jen's eyes. Mm. Who's, she's the one whose whose clout I brought up by favoriting all of her tweets about Los Angeles. Asked for book recommendations about Los Angeles, and I had to go. All those Raymond Chandler books are set there, right? I did read a couple of those. Do I have a memory? I had to check my work. Um, she gave me really good like recommendations about things I should do in New York during the like two hours that I was randomly walking downtown um, because I got off work at six. My wife was getting off at eight and I wanted to meet her. Um, but I don't think she realized that it, it wasn't that I had only two hours in New York and that like then I was getting on a plane and leaving because <laughs> um, she was like, maybe she was like, oh, you should take the Staten Island Ferry. And I was like, I mean, I have done that to go to Staten Island, but um... like I, I, I unfortunately live here. And I, it's, it, it's harder than it seems to, to kill two hours in Manhattan between like six and eight. Well, actually, a fun thing to do is to walk downtown and get really sad about everything that's closed. And then <clears throat> the entire way down, be like, well, at least I can go to Mulady's, which is this bar that's like pretty cool that I've been to a bunch of times. Get there and it's closed. And there's like a piece of paper on the door about how it's closed um, and then spend probably 40 minutes walking around the uh, lower west side looking for a bar that's not just completely packed with yuppies yep um where was where is Milady's? where was it oh you know it's so funny like literally every time i've gone there i found it by being like it's in this general area and then just walking up and down <laughs> the street um my brother did that once in kyoto and it was basically the most amazing thing <laughs> i've ever seen because he'd been there once before in his entire life and he didn't really remember the neighborhood it was in and he and he initially told the cab driver the wrong neighbor. I think my brother actually listens to this podcast now, so I hope he enjoys me telling the story where he comes off as cool. Um, <laughs> all these people who I actually know are telling me they're listening to this. It's made me very nervous. Um, but uh, you know, he told this is I've only been to Japan once, and it was over ten years ago. And you know, we, we you know just sort of wandered around. He was like, "Oh, we turned a corner." He was like, "Oh, here it is. Let's <laughs> let's go in." Awesome. And I was like, "How did you do that?" I'm I'm like I'm terrible with street names but I'm I'm like pretty good with uh landmark stuff mm -hmm. so but it was at uh between Thompson and Broadway on Prince Street um, I probably I probably have been by it many times I also so I was then I walked over like further on the west side and I was on Hudson and I was walking up and I saw Henrietta Hudson's and I was like oh I know that's a bar and I was walking up to it and I was like wait, there's something special about Henrietta Hudson's. And like, literally I'm walking in the door and I look in and like my brain was like, this bar is, there are only women in here. And I was like, oh yes, it's a lesbian bar. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, I'll, and then I actually went to the Barrow Street pub across the street. Yeah. Uh, this, if, if, if you want to kill two hours around six to eight in New York, it's pretty much, you just have to drink. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's how you kill that's how you kill time here well it's like i i was walking downtown it was actually really sad like 
Well, I was in a maudlin mood, so I was walking downtown and being like, huh, there was a Tower Records here once. I remember that Tower Records. Yeah, I spent so much time in that Tower Records. I spent time in a lot of the Tower Records. And then I was thinking about all the Barnes and Nobles, which have closed, which is not... It's not the most romantic thing, but... Oh, but like, they, were, they were always a good place to go pee. Yeah, yeah. Where will I pee now? At a Starbucks. Um, yeah, that is... Well, it used, well, it used to be at, at Astor Place. There was the Barnes & Noble, and then there were basically three Starbucks within yeah. a block radius. You could, you could stand in front of one Starbucks and see two other Starbucks. Okay, this, this is a thing that literally happened to me. Um, it was a, a friend was going to a job interview and she had been unemployed for a while and she was, you know, really broke and desperate. And, uh, so she, and, you know, she, you know, didn't really have a, she had a Metro card that, you know, didn't have the money to refill the Metro card, but I had one and she, she was like, I, I, my Metro card is out and I don't have any money to refill it. Can you give me yours? I was like, yes, I'll give you yours. And, you know, I'm calling on the phone and I'm like running around the block and, you know, I'm like, where are you? Where are you? And she's like, I'm on the Starbucks in front of Astor Place. And I went, I'm in front of the Starbucks on Astor Place. We were at completely different ones. And yeah. that's, I think that's also the only time I've run in New York. Because <laughs> I, I was, I ran to, while I was telling the story, I saw a mouse run across my floor. There's a, I have a what? mouse. I have a mouse in my apartment now, and it keeps going back and forth between my kitchen and behind my bookcase. So it has probably had babies back there, and I'm not happy about it. Um, you know what they <laughs> hate? They hate peppermint. Huh. If you get like like facial the little like uh, cotton puffs, um, mm-hmm. and you get peppermint oil, you put peppermint oil there, and you can wipe down your any surface that they would have touched, then just throw balls of peppermint oil soaked uh, cotton behind the thing. Um, I guess that's a a kinder plan than murder. Than murder. Well, if you're gonna murder them, definitely get the the electric one because oh. what it does, it's it's actually kind of cool. They go in and they. Well, you know, as as we know, I do love the smell of burnt murder. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Every other way of killing mice is just the just like really gross. Those those glue traps are that's are horrific. Yeah, and even even the one that snaps, like it basically it explodes a mouse. Um, but the the electric one, there's a little, there's like two electrical or uh, metal pads. You put like peanut butter behind it, and they walk in, they walk up, and they complete the circuit and electrocute themselves. But like, they notably do not get like ripped in two. Yeah, or um, or, or slowly suffocate or anything. Oh, man. My mom, my mom had a, had a mouse problem in her house, and she she found that the best traps were uh, a little bit of bacon and a little bit of peanut butter. Huh. You know, that's also how you trap uh, Brooklyn hipsters. But no. Or the ghost of Elvis. Oh, that's true. Down a little banana on there. You got any gum? <laughs> um. Oh, wait. We wanted to, you wanted to talk about Dave Letterman. Oh yeah, David. Uh, to David. Those who well, aren't you know, his David. friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he when he announced his his retirement, I just I was suddenly filled with this like swell of emotion because I was like, oh, Dave, like he means a lot to me because uh, his show started in February of 1982 and I was born in May of 1982. And there's a picture of me somewhere in the in the massive number of photo albums that my mom kept that's that are in my brother's shed somewhere that he's like, what am I supposed to do with these? Um, it's, it's a picture of little baby me. I'm like. Just I'm in my my high chair, like maybe six or eight months old, looking at Dave on the TV and just laughing, clearly having the time of my life. And so I was like, ah, yes. And that 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 established 
the rest of my life of being a comedy weirdo. <laughs> oh, Dave. I, I actually, did you read the, the oh, another... Vulture oral history? No, no, the, the, the Kaplan, Peter Kaplan article on David Letterman mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years ago, obviously before Peter Kaplan passed away. Um, he was the uh, editor of the Observer, and I don't know if you ever saw on Twitter Cranky Kaplan and um, the they were like there were these there were these feeds that were fake, but supposed to be they were supposed to be from him because mm-hmm. I guess he like he worked at the I believe the New Yorker and a bunch of other places, and like he worked with all these writers, and he was a very idiosyncratic person. So like it was yeah, it was pretty funny, but uh. He wrote a pretty good piece on David Letterman that reading it, um, and I read it in like, oh, I read it when Peter Kaplan died. Um, huh. And and it was basically talking about how like David was, was probably going to retire pretty soon. Uh, and it made me be like, man, I wish I could. There's no good way to do like watch a retrospective of somebody who's done comedy on television five nights a week forever. Yeah, for 30 years. 30 nearly 32 years yeah yeah yeah. 32 years yes how yeah i will be 32 in less than a month um Um, but there um there are plenty like if you go uh split cider is a good comedy blog and they've been they've posted a bunch of stuff it's like here's a bunch of like great hits from that that weirdo yeah I have, I have an extra fondness for him because he's like the same age as my dad and my dad is also from Indiana and he just they have like the same sort of like <laughs> of humor goofy kind of Hoosier yeah weirdness so it's just like this this the same like connection I'm like you just really remind me of my dad in like the best possible way and when I, I look at his I look at his dumb smiling face and I'm like oh Dave so I haven't ever seen his show in in the theater and well maybe since you know I do live in this terrible city I can go and yeah. Check that out one time before. <laughs> Live in this terrible city. <laughs> it's going to be the, <laughs> the theme, the theme of this until I escape. Uh the, yesterday when I was walking downtown, I re- so I was walking down from like uh 25th Street. When I got to Houston, I realized that I had been clenching my jaw the entire way <laughs> just from like and this is my theory. My theory is that as I get older, maybe it used to be like one out of every 100 people would just like just seeing them would piss me off. And <laughs> I think make you go. Nerd. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand why that guy yelled at me when I was reading a book outside of, uh, outside of a movie theater in Kentucky as a teen, because I was his one in a hundred. But as I get older, that inches up. So it's two in a hundred or one in 50 and then one in 25. And, and the thing and is, then you get that, on the subway. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone. So like, well, yeah, that's true. Man, I saw so much terrible subway behavior today. But a woman literally sat on me. <laughs> oh. But um, anyway. I, I had a couple, uh, about a month or so ago. That was about six weeks ago. Um, I had my first experience of, just in general, my first experience of seeing human shit outside <laughs> of, outside of, you know, uh, a toilet <laughs> or a diaper. Yeah. And um, it was in a sub, it was in the subway car. Oh. I was in the first car on on the on the two train, the number two train. That I'm shit, and uh, it was it was the experience of you know, and I, I I lived down near the the end of the two line, so that's usually and I was it was a weekend, so it wasn't very crowded, and I got it, and, you know, so you know it wasn't because there's the there's the thing you learn after you've been in New York for a while. It's like oh, this train is empty. 
there's always a reason. Yeah, yeah. There's like a dead guy in there. As, as you walk in, it's like it's either it's like oh, there's no air conditioning in the summer, or there is a f- smell. Yeah, or there's just there's something. There's foul someone who's at the, like who's sitting there who looks totally normal while the doors are open, but as soon as the doors close, just begins screaming <laughs> like not even words, just a just a howl. Just, just like, and and somehow the howl is also an act of masturbation. Yeah, yeah, amazing. But, uh, but the, since it was, you know, it was like a an odd hour on the weekend. It was not unusual that this this car would be mostly empty. And I, I get in and I kind of sit down, and then there, I could just see like a, the other people the, the the ripple capping of going. Oh, there's a smell. And then I looked and I was like, oh, there is a just a giant turd by one of the doors and it had, it had somehow been smeared on the doors yeah and right. i'm like i don't even know how you did that i can guess <laughs> i mean well no but uh, it, yeah i don't it's gross i mean i can figure out the but the, <laughs> and then i you know at the next stop i, I got and moved to the next car and then i the yeah. whole rest of the subway ride i got to watch people enter in that car yeah, and, then and then leave I'm... that car and i'm like ah oh, this beautiful city it's a classic someone comes to town someone leaves town <laughs> um once once i uh i saw three rats eating a pile of vomit on a on a subway platform and my first thought was that is so 70s <laughs> yeah this city man it's i well I, I don't know i feel better now today was nice um it's a beautiful day it's a beautiful I, day that i spent inside napping yeah <laughs> in a in a patch of sunshine on it would have been great if as the day progressed you followed that patch through your apartment well okay here's here's a have you seen the show too cute i have seen it momentarily but i also understand let's let's change it up a little for for rat vomit it wasn't rat vomit it was human vomit i assume otherwise otherwise rats rats were prodigious (laughs) prodigious rat vomit which is my guar cover band uh rest in peace guy from guar yeah yeah have you ever seen another one do you ever see guar uh no, but one of my friends, uh, that guy hit on her in a bar once. Wow! And like, but like, he wasn't dressed like that. And then he was like, "I'm the guy, like." He's like, <laughs> "Oh, I'm in a band." And yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't think he he understood the like. So I feel like if you're the guy from Guar, you probably aren't just like I'm the guy from Guar, even though you could be. Like that—that's a totally reasonable way to introduce yourself because, like, most people have seen at least seen Empire Records. But he was like, "I'm in a band," and she's like, "Oh, any like what I know them?" And he's like, "Maybe Guar." <laughs> <laughs> um, and she did not go home with him due to what I can only imagine to be momentary. Like, she was probably too starstruck. Yeah, I mean, in going home with a guy from Guar, that's like part of you know maybe do it for the story, but also maybe. <laughs> it is the guy from Guar. I have a friend who went to see Guar when she was eight months pregnant, and uh, and I I haven't gotten the full story about that, but apparently it was pretty great. Yeah, I can imagine. I, th- I think she got she got uh, asked if 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 she wanted to get involved in the show due to, due to the fact that she was eight months pregnant and had a Guar show. Oh man! And she said it was a, it was an important lesson for her learning that she's was able to go and do things by herself. And I'm like, yeah, thanks Guar. <laughs> thanks Guar. <laughs> Learning with Guar. Learning with Guar, man, it's too bad that never that never happened. Now it that, never will. Yeah, I would feel like in because there was like a Toxic Avenger TV show. Um, oh, yeah, there was a cartoon. This and is I have, actually I have seen Toxic Avenger movies. Uh, I have not. Um, but like, so there was a period of time in the '90s when 
they basically Americans learned about Korean animation studios. And oh, that's yeah. when you had the huge burst of animation and like you got weird animation stuff like the tick just because they were like, well, we need a show. It's like 20 bucks to make a show. Let's buy this very weird comic property. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, and that's how we got the Toxic Avenger thing too, and like the Rambo cartoon. We got a lot of like there was a RoboCop cartoon, like lots of cartoons about action heroes for movies that were not appropriate for children at all. It was, it was, it was like we can make a cartoon super cheap, and then we can uh, sell toys. Yeah, and people already wanted RoboCop toys, so uh, this, I have never seen RoboCop. What you? And that's. That's what okay. I have never seen RoboCop, and I have never seen all of Die Hard, and those are these are the things that I'm like. This is where I will claim my femininity. Femininity. See, I can't even claim my femininity. I can't say it. Well, that's if I say it that way, it's sort of a combination of like feminine and anemnity, which I think I can take. Uh, my my feminine side is that I, I'm like no, because because every time I talk about how I've never seen RoboCop or Die Hard, um, <laughs> a go, dude what? a dude will go what? Like, so this was a trap for the Jew set for me. Um, no, RoboCop is very you brought good. up RoboCop. <laughs> you were ho- literally hoisted by your own petard. Yes. Um, you know I don't know what a petard is. I, I, it was explained, no, oh, I do know this, because um, I watched Rocky and Bullwinkle when I was a kid. I, I had, like, some VHS tapes of old Rocky and Bullwinkle, and I think um, it it's involves, it's something like an explosive trap, <laughs> and it's, it, you're not okay. actually hoisted at all, it's some, like, ridiculous Scots <laughs> kind killed. of Robbie you Burns kind of... This guy could be completely lying here. I hope I'm really wrong. Yeah. And so and someone and someone um actually I actually did I use the phrase hoisted by my by my own petard in some some playful way. Like, you know, playing with the words like, Oh, I just uh petarded you or hoisted you and I actually got, did get someone on Twitter giving me the um actually there's nothing there's nothing uh, hoisting involved and I was like, You're I'm blocking you just on, on principle. You're um, done, actually man. me. Um, you know, I thought it was uh, I'm on tether hooks for years, oh. um, and my then girlfriend, now wife, corrected me, and I literally did not believe her until we got home and looked it up. This was before the days of smartphones, but being like, like, no, there's no way. I don't know what a tinter hook is, but like a tether hook, I can imagine it. Kind of makes sense. It's a hook that you attach a tether to. Um, Speaking of before smartphones, when I was, uh, you know. Back in the day of 2004, I used to uh, I I'd spend a lot of time. Uh, have you ever been to the, there's a restaurant in uh, in the East Village called Kenka? Oh yeah, yeah. It's Kinka's... a Japanese the Japanese place that has like testicles. Real, yeah, testicles, really cheap beer, and uh, I started going there um, a lot. I've been there a lot. I love that place. It's still it's good. Great. The cotton candy and yeah, like, yeah. I and actually the... almost went there the other day or yesterday, um, but right, I didn't want to I... go on to St. Mark's. Yeah, I was. I when you, you you were killing time, I, I almost thought I was like I should go spend time with Mark Popham. But then I was like I'm tired and I want to go home, so I did that instead. <laughs> the first time we meet, you should definitely be cranky. Um, I'll try. Yeah. I hope. Well, well, I'll ride on the subway for a really long time. You'll. My jaw will be like huge and swollen from how we'll just be angry. We'll just yeah, punch yeah. each other. We'll just have an immediate <laughs> fight club. It's one of those uh, like, Chucky P style. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Callbacks, callbacks, but, um, yucky pee. 
at at Kinka, um, I, I, you know, I'd spend hours there just with friends because they they served you dollar fifty draft beers. And when I first when I first started going there in two thousand four, because my brother, who I I'm, I have mentioned twice now, and I just saw him make a mention to me on Twitter, but I couldn't see what it was. Um, he he came up for my graduation from NYU, and uh, like the night bef- two nights before graduation, we went like on a little bar crawl, and you know we went we went out for like a nice sushi dinner, and uh, and then like he just found Kenka, and, uh, and he was like, "Let's go here," because he he had flown in. He lived in Japan at the time, and he had flown in oh, for wow. my graduation. Yeah, because he lived in Japan for three years, as I I think I mentioned. Yeah, Japan, yeah. Okay. And um, and he just like he was like this place is amazing. This is like authentic. This is like an izakaya in Japan. And when I first went there, they you know in two thousand four, because I'm coming up. It's almost ten years since I've been out of college. I'm super old. Um, uh, they that they have like the the dollar fifty draft beers were like a full pint. Yeah, it's a, it's like a smaller. Yeah, they're, they're like a little eight ounce glass. Yeah, it's still a dollar fifty. Yeah. yeah go there for the for the for the pictures but i would be there and we'd be there for hours and we'd be talking about movies and be like oh who was in that thing what was the name of that and i kept going i wish i just had like an imdb that i could have mounted to my wrist and it took me until i think i'd had my smartphone for two years before i went oh i now have that yeah it exists i was always like man if only i had all music.com on like if i could access that for my phone then I could uh, because I was always in record stores being like, oh, I don't know what to get. Like, which of these albums would be the best one? I don't think I've ever since getting a smartphone been in a store and looked up. Um, well, now that we have smartphones, we don't need record stores. Well, and now, I, yeah, where God. we're going, we don't need record stores. Tower Tower is closed. I know. Closed. I remember the last time I think um, they sort of re- I think that that tower had been closed for a long time. There's one on a Broadway or. Lafayette or something um, and it had been closed forever and ever and would occasionally become a Halloween store but then yeah. they were filming I Am Legend um, on there so it, it, it they, they revived the tower and put a bunch of like Christmas movie posters in it and this was like in the middle of June and I was like huh and I'd walk past it every day because that was like on my way home and I'd be like that's weird alright this city ah yeah we um, yeah yeah uh. Um, I remember, I remember when I am Legend was filming because Kristen was, uh, at NYU. And that's, that's your wife's name, right? Yes. Oh, which I, I was able to deduce from a lovely screen, <laughs> screenshot you posted of one of your, Oh uh, yeah. Where she was Google, asking Google if chats. we could go. We, we were going to go see Captain America last night, but then, um, by the time we went to chip shop and like drank a bunch, we were just like, no, let's just I really, I, I need to see Cap too. I need to see it. I need to see it. I, I am amazed. Actually, every time a Marvel movie comes out, I'm amazed that the reviews are as good as they are. Um, which I guess I should stop being amazed by that. They make fun movies. Yeah. Um, I first I first saw, I saw the first Captain America movie, and I had I here's what I knew about Captain America going in. Um, I knew that he punched Nazis. I knew that he had a little sidekick named Bucky who dies. And uh, I also knew that in an alternate universe, he is married to a lady, Tony Stark. It tell me more about this alternate universe. Her name is Natasha Stark, and that's and I actually I I named my computer that this is being done with is named Natasha for that After reason. Natasha even though I have Stark. even though I have not read those comics, but I'm like yes, I will name my computer after Lady Tony Stark because it's it's a, it's real pretty and shiny and red. Oh, yeah, interesting. And I guess that also works for uh, uh, the Black Widow as well. 
Yeah, true. I don't I don't read superhero comics anymore because they're nightmares. Yeah. Um it's but I do gross. I love I love the Marvel movies. They're really great. Yeah. Um but I went I went to see Captain America. Well, cuz my friend um uh my my former my well, no co-host because i i've discussed we're gonna we're gonna start doing know you again awesome we're gonna, we're gonna try to do as it as long as month. it doesn't cut into our un, into our time well i was telling she was like oh we could do it on sunday afternoons and i was like no that's pop them time even <laughs> Although, though we're doing this on saturday night right yeah. so i'm like i'll tell her it's like hey you want to do it now um because i was like i've left you for a younger man <laughs> I have wondered if this has been this has been more immediately successful because it involves you, who is a dude. Given the dude perspective about comic books and Linux, (laughs) talking about my Minecrafts. Now I want I want I would like some some of your perspective as an alpha male. I you know I am an alpha male. Often I get first pick of the lice that I pull from the backs of uh, other members of my tribe. And I I uh, I love the the whole like alpha male thing with wolves wolves yes wolves that's how it's said um, it has been like completely discredited that like wolves don't actually form packs like that that's only what they do in kind of captive situations <laughs> oh I thought that that was out of like what people thought orangutans did but like probably was not what orangutans did oh I always I always hear it as as a wolf pack thing oh god. Oh, did you? Here's a fun fact. Here's a thing you don't know about. You might not know about me. I have um, a very large tribal tattoo with a wolf howling at the moon on my back. You can't see the face I'm making, but like my mouth is open and my eyes are wide and I'm nodding very fast. (laughs) It's about six. It's about six inches um, top to bottom. It's on my on my left shoulder blade. It's, uh, I got it when I was 18 years old. So you have more than one white wolf tattoo, is ah! what you're telling me. No, this is a gray wolf. <laughs> ah, but I appreciate your joke. Um, Callbacks. Uh, eh. um, yeah, I got it when I was 18 as a combination uh, birthday graduation present. Because my, my mom had two tattoos herself. Yeah. She'd gotten, she got a, a, a rose on, on one bicep because she had had a birthmark on her on her on her arm that she had had um she had attempted to have removed but it just left her with this like giant four inch long keloid uh, scar which was just it's just this massive scar yeah. it's like oh great my birthmark's gone i have this massive scar and uh and she got a you know a tattoo of a rose over it for her 40th birthday and then for her 45th birthday she got another rose with like like thorns and like some scratches in the say back. Every rose has its thorns underneath. <laughs> and she she called them sense and sensibility. Aww. And I thought about I thought about getting a, a tattoo that was kind of combining those as like a memorial for her because my mom is dead. Um, but the wolf tattoo is is a memorial for my friend who died in a car accident that we talked about last episode. <laughs> Hold on, I have to go lay down for a while. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm being. Sorry, go ahead. I, it's it's the fact that I'm. This is like I was like, yeah, I do have my 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 tribal tattoo. I mean, I can I can go and try to you know be a, be a, uh, uh, an informed an, an informed person in the world who tries to uh, help the causes of social justice. But at the end of the day, I'm a white person with a tribal tattoo. <laughs> you already like as soon as it's you walked out of there, literally man. Literally in my skin forever. <laughs> Um, I I I'll send you I'll send you a picture. Cool. I'll post it on Twitter. I'll post yeah. It on Twitter. It's, um, I'm thinking of getting a tattoo for turning 28, which is 
it, it's like, oh, yeah, it's the 10-year anniversary of when you should have done this if you had been cool. <laughs> um, which, no. is, which is, and, and that's uh, next Friday is your birthday? Uh, next Thursday is my 28th birthday, which... Uh, oh, is this the 17th or the... The seventeenth, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're writing shit. Then you're like, "What's your mother?" No, I, Wait, we've is... made this joke already about you trying to get my like bank information. It's no joke. I am heart bleed. <laughs> well, you're making my heart bleed. Oh. Um, uh, did you change all your passwords? Well, yes. Um, well, all the ones. Well, I use. Um, here's here's a plug for free for. Um, oh wait, yeah, we use different password. Um, apps yeah this, this like everyone you should get a get a freaking password manager they're yeah. really useful and then like because i know because i was i was one of you where i used the same three passwords on everything i'm amazed like, you used three passwords <laughs> no well only because they kept increasing this like what they required because ah. it used to be i used the same six character uh lowercase one number but then they're like oh you need eight. Oh, you need eight and a special character god damn it so all the way up to three but last pass is like or all the password i like last pass i i respect which, whichever what do you use one password i use one password I, is, I that mean, a, the, is that a mac one is that like really mac specific i think that the thing was is that when it started it was mac specific and like they have it's fairly good into i mean i'm gonna be We're honest getting the, super linuxy the integration into anything specifically like smartphone wise is kind of rough just because, like, I have to open an app and copy something from it and then paste it into something else. LastPass just updated their app where it'll autofill apps on your phone. What? So it's sweet as hell. But yeah, um, it's like it's like I have one, like I have one, I have a, a one password, which I, I remember as a, it's a passphrase. So that's yeah, super easy. Here. It's like, a, and it's so good. Do you have a really good one? And you really wish you could tell someone, but you obviously can't tell anyone ever. Well, I just changed mine because, uh, well, actually, okay. So here's the thing. I've got a very long Can you one tell me your that... old one? Um, I, okay. So, so part of my job is I go to buildings and I kill people. No, I go to, uh, production companies and like, I sit at whatever computer they have available and I work on whatever. So I need to be able to carry around my passwords with me. So Mm -hmm. I have it saved in a Dropbox thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Dropbox, one of the companies that was affected by Heartbleed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, great. So I had to change my Dropbox password. Um, my old one was an Akewood reference. Um, I like that. My new one is like, I keep, the joke that I keep making is that it's like a Cal Drogo reference, but it's not really. I was just coming up with like random words that would stick in my head. Um, and this one popped in. But uh, mine, Mine is a song lyric. Is it every rose has its thorns? Shit! <laughs> Heartbleed <just>, too. <laughs> um, it's it's the entire lyrics of "Kiss from a Rose." That it takes a long time to enter, and I fuck it up at least four times <laughs> every time. Um, I think that I was reading someone. I think uh, uh, someone on Twitter was talking about like we're amazed that like more people aren't pissed off about Heartbleed. And it's kind of like. Well, yeah, because if you're a consumer using the internet, all you if at most you've changed your password, but like you don't know if people have accessed your account, so you can't actually really get mad about Heartbleed. And at this point, at this point, we've all had our our information stolen so many times. Yeah, yeah. I know, like a lot, a lot of people are super mad about the NSA, and I'm just like, whatever. They already knew. Yeah, they've already been reading all of my AIM logs for years. 
what's funny is i used to, i used to joke with friends um about how about how there's like some fbi I, I, this is here's 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 a funny thing this i still use aim thing? i still use aim yeah do you use the aim client or sorry you could hear me gulping mead in the background um do you I fin- still I use the client my or and i'm now drinking rye I, I went from bourbon to literally it's called Viking Blood. I it's think a, I've had this. It's a Nordic honey wine with hibiscus and hops added. I got it because I was like, that's interesting, and I'm reading books about Vikings. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah, I think I've, I think I've had it. I like uh-uh. the little blood. If you ever if you if you're into the into the honey wine, um, you should start raising bees and then get stung a bunch, and then your blood will become honey wine. It's a fact. <laughs> um, no, if you um, there's an Ethiopian honey wine called Tej that's very good. Please, can... please tell me that as a child you were the girl from uh, from Kids in the Hall who'd run up to this thing and say something and then be like, "It's a fact." I wish I could. She's older. She's definitely older than me, though. And I'm um, not. I'm not that. No, I was a little redheaded kid. So <laughs> maybe, maybe that was your fugue state. Oh shit! She's credited maybe as I... Krista Agathy. Uh... Christy Maybe I'm a Agatha, fugue, a fugue state Canadian. Yeah. Oh probably. no! <laughs> oh no! This ruins my presidential plans. You would get as, yeah, along but with all the things that 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 FBI agent has read in my aim logs. <laughs> um, but you'd get so much more maternity leave. Oh, with that kid, I'm never gonna have. Well, six of one, half dozen of the other. There's pluses <laughs> and minuses here. Maybe I can fake a baby. It's a hysterical. How much do you get off for hysterical pregnancy? Oh, that's an- I gotta. I definitely have to ask some Canadian uh, Canadian listeners. Please let us know um, how much how much maternity leave. How much? Yeah. How much? <laughs> if if you first, don't have a child, if if you have a, a couple of hysterical pregnancies, um, I feel like you don't hear about those enough anymore. I mean, have I you, think have, Mark, the, have you ever had a hysterical pregnancy? Uh, I, I mean, I ate a burrito earlier. Oh yeah, should count as a hysterical pregnancy. I I don't think that you hear the word hysteria used in medical uh, environments a lot. There's not anymore. as many wandering uteruses. Yeah. Oh man, be. the wandering uterus. It's the traveling womb. Um, which which I am perfectly willing to blame for a lot of my problems. So actually, let's in case the viewer or the listener is not familiar with like like what roman era uh medical diagnosis roman era i wish i feel like that one went up for a while really my understanding of the like wandering uterus thing is that whenever they dissect a woman and there was an organ that they didn't know what it was they'd be like well that's probably the womb and it's way up there it would be like the kidney or the heart but they would just like not know what it was yeah and they're like how'd that get there she must have been crazy that explains why she was so weird and killed herself after having those seven children yeah uh game of thrones (laughs) oh real life yeah pretty terrible i would like to take this moment to recommend a podcast that it deals with these kind of things and that is the one called sawbones Ooh, uh i thought which is um sorry go ahead it's a it's a a woman who is a doctor and her husband who is a goof and they talk about (laughs) us you know it's pretty much he's he's, you know he's playing the dummy and is you know you know the the cabbage head i think is the the term and like film trope things where you're like but why i don't understand could you please uh explain this um I've just completely forgotten the word for exposition. Okay, yeah. The, the person who who's there for 
for exposition to go yes. to, I think is called a cabbage head, or maybe that's just a really great kids of the hall sketch. I, uh, I should do that with my wife. If she would agree to be in a podcast where I just ask her stupid historical questions and there's just a long sigh. And then she begins explaining to me why it's stupid. I once did that once. Like this is a really cherished relationship memory. Is, is your wife a history man? Uh, she like amateur. I mean, she, she reads a lot of history. Um, basically, and she knows a lot. It's always been like a huge interest of hers. She did not major in in it or anything, but um, uh, although she like some of her librarianship work was in like archival. Oh, uh, she a librarian? Yes, yes. She has. I like, a, I like librarians. I mean, she's not currently employed as a librarian because of our failing nation state. But um, oh yes, I have a, I have a friend who just had to uh, move to Texas in order to to get a job as yeah. librarian. Yep. So. Um, but, uh, one night, uh, like she had already gone to bed and I get into bed at like 11 and like she cuddles up to me. It's nice. And I just go, honey, what's the plot of mall Flanders? <laughs> I don't know why it popped in my head. And she rolled over and she went, okay. And she start from the beginning, gave me the entire plot of mall Flanders. And then we both went to sleep. And the next morning I was like, did I make you explain mall Flanders to me? Um, also, if if you if any of you kids want to use that to like write a report by calling my wife in the middle of the night, uh, if you fall asleep immediately after learning something, it does not stick in your head. <laughs> but I can say, if you fall asleep when you're angry at a video game, if you are, if you are say playing um, God of War and you can't beat a boss and you take an anger nap, um, you will wake up and you will immediately see what you were doing wrong. Really? Yeah, this happened to me once. Well, this is, I think this was on a... Was the problem you weren't, you weren't stabbing enough? I was not stabbing in the right place. Okay. I was not using my knife, my, uh, uh, knife chucks. Because he's got, he's got big swords that are, have you ever, have you ever seen God of War? I've, I've seen like penny arcade comics in which God of War is discussed. So I understand He's got big, big swords on his chains that swing around. Kratos. Kratos. Who, when I was looking on Grindr, there was a fellow... No, it should definitely be Kratos, right? It's Kratos. But it's Kratos. Like, oh, so they actually say it in the game. So yeah, there's voice acting. We have voice acting these days in video games. Is it Will Wheaton? <laughs> no. Will Although they, what's great Will is um, there is in 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 God of War two. There's a part with Perseus, and um, he is voiced by Harry Hamlin. Ooh, wait. Who was in? Who was in um um that movie where he played Perseus? Fuck. Oh, uh, shit. Clash of the Titans. Yes. Okay. The original with, one with the with the robotic owl. That's all we all. That's all we remember is uh, the robotic owl. Well, and, no. uh, and Kratos killed the shit out of him, which yeah. is how Kratos does with. Everyone. Oh wait, really? Oh oh, that's, I, that, I thought you meant it. he killed the robotic owl. I was like, God oh, damn it! That would have been a, that would have been a good like little bonus Callback? thing. Yeah, Just, like killed a little like a little Easter egg. It's like, oh, you kill, first you you killed Perseus, and then you killed the shit out of a little robotic owl. It would be nice if the robotic owl was much harder to kill. It had like laser eyes. <laughs> oh, if it was like a secret thing that you had to like go you know find, and then it was a super hard boss battle, and then you got like a extra outfit. Yeah, that's how video games work. I'm not um, even joking. <laughs> Wait, we should talk about the the thing I haven't seen is much of Star Trek: The Next Generation, mm. and we should talk about this because I have been given a list of seven. So I have previously given... tried to watch Star Trek: The Next Generation, and uh, quick note: it's terrible. Or wait, we talked about this before. It's not terrible. The first, the early seasons are rough. It's like getting punched every episode I was watching when I was watching like from the beginning. Also, because there's stuff like 
like in the first season they go to like like there's not a whole lot of plots in which they like fly to a new planet and deal with a new planet thing it's a lot of plots about like like Tasha Yar is or not Tasha Yar um Troy is getting married and like her parents don't like the other parents and then I have sort of a philosophical problem with holodeck stories yeah because yeah. it makes it very easy for them to be like, well, I don't want to think of a new space plot this week. So how about, like, it's it's basically, like, you couldn't do a new Star, uh, Star Trek Next Generation episode about them finding a cowboy planet like you could do with the original Star Trek. But to get around that, they were like, they're trapped in the holodeck and they're, they're all cowboys now. Well, so what I love, I do, I mean, I like the, the holodeck. I mean, the holodeck is, it's a problem. It's silly. But I like that in the, the, the there's they have established a universe where the holodeck exists, and that basically means like nobody reads books anymore. Everyone is just a larper. Yeah. <laughs> but, but this is since I keep talking to you to watch Deep Space Nine, and on on Deep Space Nine they call it the Hollow Suites, and it is pretty much explicitly, oh yeah, people are going in there to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so that's when they stop playing. I know. I know that. Uh, I think Gene Roddenberry before he passed was not super happy with Deep Space Nine because it kind of well because he started Star Trek as like. It's, it is. It's supposed to be like the utopian future where you know everyone is equal and you can you can do anything and there's a there's you know it's all hope and stuff and then you know Deep Space Nine is kind of getting into like under the under it's like oh the Federation is kind of not that great and here are the the problems that come if you're you know not you know just on the Enterprise worrying about Troy's marriage yeah or Troy's marriage her like prospects oh man and it was like. Oh, the guy that she was I'm 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 like freaking out remembering the plot of this that the guy that she was supposed to marry had been drawing a woman and like she appeared on the ship anyway. Sorry, but okay, I will the episode that were suggested by you and Ahab 99 whose mm-hmm. like name I don't like real human name. It's, she she does that on purpose. I I think that's probably reasonable. Um She's she's she is a good friend of mine in real life. And she's she is she is a lawyer in real life, which is why she does not um yeah. her real name. On the well, internet. I just I don't know her first name. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but the episodes that you guys suggested have been very good. Uh, See, although I, it was uh, it was it was her, and then and oh then, wait, uh, yes, yeah. This is this is I I was on an incredibly uh, annoying commute that took forever and sucked, and then I can I came out of the subway and my phone just blew up in mentions. And it was uh, it was uh, them. It was her and uh, Slodwick, Sarah, who were just uh, recommending uh, Star Trek episodes to you. And uh, one of them was recommended, which is the one where Beverly Crusher bones a ghost. That was I think that was recommended as a joke, and I just kept putting it on as like I think I think I think watching a like a very specifically bad episode of the Next Generation would teach me a lot about the show. That is, I think, literally the worst episode. When I was in LA last month, like. I don't know. I th- I think yeah. My my friend Eva deliberately put it on, and and I was I was like, no, this is disgusting. I mean, uh, oh, it's okay. Like the word erotic is gross. <laughs> Are you with me on that? Yeah, Bev Crusher. I I. Uh, it's I mean, like her, and it, it's, it's it's. I wish it's, we it's, had a better word for for it. I like erotic. Well, okay, in the sense that I I like erotic things God. Yeah, that made me sound so perverse i yeah, like that is because the word erotic things it's gross and i wish that we had a way to like enjoy those as adults in society without feeling grossed out or ashamed 
but like it's called bonery. Mm, yeah, that's good. That's Honestly, a lot. Better. I would take that over erotic. Yeah, because it just makes you, it makes you think of like a like a guy who's wearing like kind of a blousey silk shirt. But like but then those blousey dudes. I'm, I'm, I'm painting a word picture here, <laughs> and he's got like a ponytail, and his name is Gary. Well, but yeah, but the problem is that Gary would after after like five years, bonering would be completely filled with Garys. They'd be like, "Would you enjoy to join me for a bonering evening?" Would you like to come see evening? my bonery drawings? <laughs> yeah, so read like you some of my bonery poetry. We would have to come up with a new word for erotic, and in, in fact, we may actually be doing that. They, that may actually be like, like I'm. Uh, Do you want to make bonery happen? It would. I, maybe it's already happened. Um, well, because I've been trying to—I've I've definitely been—I've been t- trying to take boner as a as a unisex word. Because when I, when people say, "Oh, it gave me a girl boner," I'm like, "No, just take boner. Just take boner." <laughs> girl boner. It. I'm like, "No, just just." Yeah. Um, yeah. Eroticism. It's a Ugh, weird scene. Gross. Really glad I've recorded myself talking about it. Uh, I, I, Everything about the word is just bad. Let's let's take this recording and put it on the internet so that pe- so that other people can listen to it. Erotic. <laughs> wow, you got ro- like robot voiced there, probably <laughs> because of how erotic it is. Or mm-hmm. you're a robot and have been this whole time. I'm a I'm a sex bot. Wait, can I bring it back to the episode of Star Trek? Uh, yes. Uh, Elementary, my dear data. Yeah. Um, where data? Where are you from? <laughs> Okay, so they go into it's uh it's a Sherlock Holmes story and Professor Moriarty like becomes self aware and so they're talking to him and like he's part of this program and he's like, Is there any way for me to come out of this in like a physical body? And John Luke Picard is like, No, not yet. And he's standing next to a literal robot. <laughs> he's standing <laughs> next to data and like the Moriarty guy's not like Wait, seriously? What about him? Like, clearly, I don't know. You could, like, plug something into something. I'm assuming they have, like, converters there. <laughs> if you have a consciousness... At like, least put me in an iPhone. Yeah, like, something. Like, Data can just keep him in a tooth or something. Um, <laughs> But it's just so funny. He was like, yes, one day, if we ever figure out how to have, I don't know computerized consciousnesses in bodies that walk around and he's still standing there. Uh, Rude. Yeah. (laughs) It would have been great if Data had... Now I'm correcting myself. If Data had been like, but wait, what about me? And he's just like, dude, shh, shh, come on. I just want to get out of here. Be cool. I think a really good read of um, of, uh, The Next Generation is that Picard is just constantly and and I think this works out because there's so many like awkward pauses in the show like we're just nobody says anything for a couple of seconds um again I this this that does get better some (laughs) it gets um, better edited the show gets better written I mean I'm not gonna say it's not it's frequently corny as hell yeah I mean that's Star Star Trek is always gonna yeah yeah I mean that's one of the problems with the new movies that's just like they they weren't corny enough <laughs> they didn't have the heart yeah um but... and also they exploited 9-11 imagery for fun oh yeah that was it, i was like oh wow so they're just so he did so you didn't stop him from doing that he killed like upset. a million people cool like so now oh make sure you make sure you catch him and 
put him into like deep freeze. He killed like a hundred thousand people. Cool. Um. Yeah. I. I actually like the Godzilla movie. I feel like if I hadn't the new one that's coming out, the new one that's coming out. If I hadn't spent the last ten years like watching movies that unexpectedly been like, oh, he really did kill a million people. Like, what do you think about that? Then I'd be more excited to watch it. But because of that, it's it makes it a little bit harder. Here's a. Have you seen that? Um, have you seen Pacific Rim? I have. That was a good movie. It was. I liked it. And like, and and I actually remember before it came out, reading stuff where he was like, "Yeah, I definitely didn't want them to have. I didn't want you to be watching the screen and occasionally be like, oh, a million people probably just died.' Yeah, there was, like, there was always... like, a, like a deliberate. It was like, oh, everyone got out of the way. Everyone yeah. went to their shelters. There was no. It was super cartoony. Yeah, it's like in GI Joe, the plane explodes, but then you just see the guys in the uh, with the parachutes floating down. That happens in <laughs> Avengers too, I think. In the like Avengers when, film? Yeah, when, like, Hulk is punching planes. Oh, you yeah. See, oh, no, yeah, it. yeah, you definitely do that time. But, that but then, guy a, bunch was of people, also then like, a bunch of people die, you know, um, on Park in, Avenue. Yeah. And they... Which is, which is, that's, that's where I work. So <laughs> I saw I saw that movie at the uh, Kips Bay Theater. I saw the uh, midnight showing, which was awesome. And then I, you know, walked to, to get on the on the 6th train at, at 33rd and Park. And I was like, huh. Oh. Yeah, I just was watching this uh, get blown up. Um, and I mean, they've kind of done an okay job in the following movies where like Tony Stark is like, is bothered by what happened in New York and people like they make reference to it in a way that like it was, it seems to have been a shitty thing that happened to them. And they weren't just like, well, we saved the day. But on the other hand, they did put up a like two minute video of them eating shawarma in like that I didn't think was great. You didn't like the shawarma. I liked it in a sense, but I was also like, guys, like lots of people just died. <laughs> that makes you hungry. That's true. Um, but now this is a this is actually a podcast where where we argue about Marvel. We're arguing about, uh, we're arguing about Star Trek and Marvel movies. What nerds are we? Um, wait, what what haven't you seen? Um, I haven't seen The Godfather. Oh God, I have seen my. Your phone's coming out. Okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> we'll edit that out. We'll just... Actually, speaking of editing it out, I want to do a break here because I need to pee. Oh, Crazy. okay. So, okay. break. I think, okay, bye. So, don't talk. <laughs> Hello. Okay. Now that, I, now that I league of league of their own to that, <laughs> have you seen that? Yeah, I have seen that. In fact, I referenced it earlier when I was talking to my sister's baby, and I was like, "There's no crying in baseball," and it didn't make her stop crying. <laughs> well, because there is crying in baby. Yeah, there's definitely crying in baby. Um, she was but, fun today. It's a cute kid. Uh, yeah, yeah. Isn't good. it nice to be an uncle? Yeah, it is. Um, and it was actually really funny because. Uh, so we were going to a French bulldog meetup in, um, <laughs> go on, mm-hmm. um, we in, uh, oh man, t- what's the park on 23rd where the Shake Shack is? Is that Madison, Madison? Square? Yeah. yeah okay. Madison. So there, uh, and it was like, like 50, 50 French bulldogs in that small dog run. Oh and have God. you ever seen those videos of sharks, but it's like a swarm of sharks? Yeah. 
um, the, like where the water is thick with sharks. It was it's like churning. that. It's yeah, it was churning. That's what it was. It was churning with Frenchies. But um, so we met up with her. Um, it my... sounds like the dark version of too cute. <laughs> um, we met up with her at my brother-in-law's work. Um, and then like went downtown, and I I actually had the baby on me. Because she had the dog in a in a little carrier, and it was very funny to see people look at um, my wife, myself, and my sister, and the baby, who's like very blonde and has like <laughs> like bluish gray eyes, and be like, "Who whose baby is that?" Trying to add this up. Yeah. Um, when I went to Nashville last uh, last summer, um, my brother has two kids. He's got a a, a son who is almost eight um yeah, I, can tell, I can't remember how old these kids are and uh, a daughter who is a little over one and his wife is japanese and um and we are white and we went to the park and uh there was this you know the, she's the adorable kid her name is may and she is the cutest cutest baby that has ever existed um and you know she was walking around and um this you know and you know people keep talking, it's a cute baby and people are gonna be like oh she's so cute how old is she and this one girl was like oh she's so cute she's she's uh, how old is she uh what ethnicity is she and my brother and i both were just like oh god what <laughs> just this immediate tense of <laughs> oh no what how's this conversation and he was like oh my my wife's japanese and the girl was like oh yeah i'm i'm, I'm half chinese so we can all we can we can we can tell our own and i was like this is still awkward. Yeah, that that didn't but, make it better for some reason. <laughs> you just punched her and ran off. We were like, okay, we're going to keep... Oh, look, the baby is walking that way. We're Let's gonna... definitely not talk more about this. Oh, good times. Yeah. So a thing I haven't seen, and this was, a, I believe, a, a bit of a request. I saw this. This was an, in our Twitter mentions from uh, a friend of yours, I think. Oh, from Sam? Uh, My maybe? only friend? Yes. Um, uh, it was about uh, The Godfather, which I have not seen. I have not seen The Godfather for a very long time. I think, like, I, I think I watched it once when I was, like, 10 with my dad sitting in the kitchen watching it on, like, TNT or something. The only part of The Godfather I've seen, and then I saw I saw this as a as a young person. I was It was uh, young enough that we still lived in the log cabin in the woods where I grew up. Um... <laughs> St- time for some stories <laughs> and um and it it just i i was i only have i had only seen i have only seen the horsehead scene ah and so and i saw that when i was like five you probably really liked horses <laughs> yeah i was a girl who was like five or between the ages of five and seven and i and yeah that lived with me for a while and i rewatched it again recently on like youtube and i was like oh that's way less Oh yeah, that's way less horrific than I thought, and like it makes me more think. I was like, "How did you not wake up?" Yeah, <laughs> like he was he was soaked in blood. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, and and usually, I mean, you you usually have to be a lady to sleep through being soaked in blood. Menstruation jokes. <laughs> well played. Um, actually, I wanted to ask you about an internet thing. Have you ever seen the like series of stories online called Time? Well, I guess it's like colloquially known as time for some stories no um i'll send it to you via Mm -hmm. via youtube not via youtube it's not on youtube but it's just a guy like recounting stories from his youth and he does recount them in all caps 
which <laughs> you would think would just be really irritating, but it actually it lends a certain charm to the no, stories. I, I like that because I'm a, I'm a big fan of film crit Hulk. Um, I I'm not, but I've only <laughs> read a couple of small things. Yeah, I, I felt. I mean, if, coming back to the Avengers, he wrote like a killer piece, obviously, on why Mark Ruffalo's Hulk was like the best. And he's oh, and then he. I haven't gotten his book yet, which he he. You know, you can get in two versions. You get it in Hulk speak version, and then you can get it in like normal <laughs> version. Excellent. But there's that, and then there's the there's the guy who does. Um, I just Drunk can't Hulk? remember. Uh, all the Hulks. Ah. All of the Hulks. Do, do, do. No. No. After the hulks of summer are gone, I can see. Oh, I totally failed to. I wanted to. I, I've been spending today on Twitter calling people brother, like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> How you doing, brother? In a summer slam steel cage. Have I told you that I won? I entered and won a Hulk Hogan-based interpretive dance contest. No, you hadn't told me that. But if I had to guess. Who among anybody I know <laughs> had won such a thing? It would either be you or Sam. But me and Sam would be good buddies. I think so too. I'm actually pumped that like I I think he follows you now on Twitter. Yeah, I think I think we mutually follow. He also listens to this podcast, so I. Think... I mean, well, like all of my friends have followed you, and so you're now going to be absorbed into our. Podcast. I well now I again. now I have over oh, three hundred. <laughs> Is he like Ralph Mouse? Does he have a motorcycle? He's got a scooter. God damn He's a it. Scoot. He's on a little mouse Segway. It would actually be kind of funny if mice had Segways because they'd have to stand up to use them, which would be muy magnifico. But uh, I, I went to, um, it was when um, The Meltdown, which is a comedy show that is done usually in LA with uh, Camille Nanjiani and Jonah Ray. Um, and they did a, a New York show at the Bell House, and I'm looking at the poster I won, and it was on November 9th. And it's kind of it's a show that I mean I I obviously had never seen it before because they do it in LA, and I think they're doing a like a TV show version of it soon. Oh, interesting. Um, and apparently it's very uh, like um, audience participating. And they were talking about like crush. They started out talking about like well, who were your who were your crushes? Who were your like nerd crushes that you had? And I threw my hand up and I I yelled out Annie Lennox. Because Annie, I think, I think like the the like Annie Lennox was a very important young crush on me. Uh, well, she didn't have a crush on me. No. As far as you know. Oh, well, she shouldn't have because I was seven. <laughs> Go to jail, Annie Lennox. <laughs> but yeah, if you if you look at a picture of me now with my you know short blonde <laughs> I, hair I and my red lipstick, like, oh. <laughs> that but then makes later, sense. and then but then later, you know, it, it was uh, uh, Jonah Ray had um, Hulk Hogan's album. Which he released. That was a thing. Wait. I don't know. What, I don't remember what it's called. Songs in the Key of Hulk. Probably. Uh, and uh, he was like, "Well, I want to have an interpretive dance contest. Are there any volunteers?" And I just threw my hand up immediately <laughs> and went up. And uh, I, I was I was doing a lot of like like uh, fingers over the mouth to represent a mustache. I, I did some some floor work. I got down there. <laughs> I was I was down. I was on the floor. I I, I think I think I won it when I uh, it went to a sad Hulk song, and I just took my glasses off and threw them on the stage and collapsed onto the stool in front of me, and uh, like I you know on my knees grabbing my competitor, and uh, and I won a lot. I won 
I won yeah, great acclaim. Everybody, they didn't even, the other people didn't even stop. They just got up and got, like, left the stage. It was just, it was just one girl. It was just one girl. Oh. And I, I kicked her ass. <laughs> and I won, I won uh, a drink ticket, $20, and a poster. Nice. I won a, a, a crumpled $20 bill out of Jonah Ray's pocket. Nice. That I immediately spent on more alcohol. Yeah. So I was not, well I was not super, I was not super drunk when I went up there, but afterwards, definitely. <laughs> I feel like you know so much more comedy stuff than me. It's also that I am I am basically a troll uh, who lives That's in a only, cave. It's only been in like the past year. Yeah. Become well, yeah. As, as I said before, you know, Dave Letterman when I, when I was a toddler, not even a toddler, then I was a baby. So I've always been a, a actually. Um, when I was like two, um, I was listening to Eddie Murphy Raw. This is raw. <laughs> true story. True story. Um, and, and so by like, there was a problem where I was saying foul words. I was dropping F-bombs at like between ages two and four. Cause I, I had been exposed to Eddie Murphy raw and like George Carlin. And my mom was like, okay, you can't, how are we going to deal with this one? It's like, why did we let her do this? Cause I had a, I had a little, uh, turntable when I was a kid and I didn't have like the only, I've never had like musical records, but the records I had, I had a, like George Carlin, when he had like really long hair, really hippie record. And then I had a couple of Bill Cosby records and those were my only, the only records I've ever owned that I would listen to on my little turntable. I would listen to the chicken heart that ate Philadelphia or whatever it was over and over again. So um, comedy nerd since small times. I, I, I recently was like, you know, I should try and listen to like older comedy records. I listened to one of the Firesign theater records uh, at work this week. Um, just when I was in just some downtime and like it was it was almost exactly like this William Volman book uh, called You Bright and Risen Angels, which is like about a war between like the spirit of electricity and like humanoid insects. That sounds great. It's actually it's very good. Um, and but it's also for some reason when I was reading it, I had also heard about Firesign Theater. And I was like, man, for my my understanding of Firesign Theater seems like it would be a lot like this William Volman book and then listening to it like they're so like they like the I think the spirit of electricity appears in the in the Firesign theater thing there's like a <laughs> bunch of like all like almost creepy uh coincidences hmm. but um we're not sure if it's like is this a coincidence or am I chasing the reference oh it's it's totally a coincidence but they I huh. believe they both came out of the same like acid soaked milieu <laughs> Um, actually, let me see what year Bright and Risen Angels came out. Well, going back to The Godfather, that was like something, it made me think of like, what were the movies that scarred you as a child? Oh, man. Uh, MC Hammer's music video for Can't Touch This, where he's a devil. Um, I forgot he was the devil. In, was he the devil in that? Uh, he was the devil in that, and that video was why my mom would not let me watch MTV as a child. Good choice, Mom. Um, I mean... <laughs> I would like to think it was just because she watched it and she was like, this is very stupid. Oh, you were born in what year? I can't do that. Uh, 86. I was actually born a year before You Bright and Risen Angels, so mm. it's not actually... Apparently, it was inspired by his experiences with the Mujahideen. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess it's not actually uh, from the same milieu as We're All Bozos on This Bus, which is from... Um, from keyboard Noises. 71 um 
but I, I don't know. I think maybe it's because there's a, there's a long section of Brighton Risen Angels that takes place in like contemporary day to the story in an office where they're using like very old mainframe computers and that to me, or they're using mainframe computer systems. And I forget that like people were still using those in offices <laughs> in the eighties. I assume that they like, yeah. Wised up. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, since 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 you're you're always this uh, this fancy fella talking about books all the time, <laughs> well, this, I mean like I know I love to read I love reading I'm a writer I just I just don't um I just read garbage <laughs> I read a lot of like like well I didn't I did I had the problem that a lot of people go through where you get out of college and then you're like I'm done reading yeah you made me you made me read for 16 years I'm done. Even though I read for I read for fun all the time, and, and also the internet happened. Like, yeah. Why, why would I read a book when I could just look at this computer? Um, but then forever. And then I got a Kindle, and and this is the, I was like, oh, this is like looking at the internet, but it's a book on a screen, and it's the sad truth. And this is why I'm I'm the monster who's killing. Um, you books. did it. You killed. I did books. it. I did it. I'm like, no, just give it to me all digitally. I don't care. Give me all my comic books digitally. Make me make me a podcast, and make me. Turn me into a podcast. But the last, um, I'm halfway, I'm like halfway through, I'm reading um, Them, which is by John Ronson, which is about like reptiloids and stuff and all the people who believe in the New World Order, which you might get have guessed is a, is a thing I am super entertained by. And I felt, oh, if you listen to my old podcast, I make a lot of jokes about reptiloids. And yeah. I didn't realize when I was Did, making all like those jokes David about reptiloids. But Sorry, David, David Icke. Icke. Icke, okay, yeah. Um, I got to mix I, up with Alan Thicke. <laughs> <laughs> he is such a reptiloid. Oh my God. Well, no, I didn't realize that reptiloids is frequently, it's basically like a code word for the Jews. Oh, really? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Someone's changing their Twitter bio. No, it still says I'm not a reptiloid. I mean, you... <laughs> I'm not Jewish. <laughs> yeah. I, no, but I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, no, I, I, I no, I just... It was I, much I, funnier... Yeah. When... Well, I, well, it's 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 up in the air between whether or not David Icke like legitimately believes in lizard men or not. I don't even think they call them reptiloids. I think that might just be a, <laughs> a word that I have made up for them. But the last book, the last like book I finished that I actually like, okay, I will stop reading. I will stop reading podcasts for a while. I will stop constantly listening to seventeen hours of podcasts a day, and I will read a book. I read The Giver at age thirty-two. How'd you like it? <laughs> I liked it a lot. Did you read it because of the upcoming movie with... Uh... No, I, I read it because it was just a conversation with a couple of friends that was like, how have you never read The Giver? What's wrong with you? How have you never read The Giver? And um, so I was like, all right, I'll, I'll buy it. I'll read it. That'll I can do that in two subway rides. And I did. And then I was like, oh, my feelings in my heart. <laughs> and this and whatever, like, I'm like, I'm glad. It's, it's great that I did this right before this uh, abomination of a movie is going to come out because yeah. that's an unfilmable book. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched any of the trailers because I'm just like, no. I... Mm. Are there trailers for that out yet? There, I think there have been. Yeah. Um. Huh. I'm reading these. So the problem is, I mean, not the problem. The way that my mind works is that I'll read like, like literary fiction. I'll just use See, that as a thing. Yeah, that's always. I, I have not ever been able to really get my head around literary fiction like what it is i i have like very intense strictures for it in that like it has to be weird basically like i can't read a book about like two white people in a marriage that's failing 
Ugh. I don't have any interest in that. And then my interest in that has actually gone down since I started, since I got married. Um, but I just don't care about that. Um, like a lot of, a lot of fiction that comes out is like stories about, um, at, like upper class white people having emotional problems. And I'm like, not, not that interested. Um, yeah, I'm always like, I was like, oh, I could read, I could read a book about people being sad or tormented, or I could read one um, about them like being a... wizards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could read one about them being like steampunk necromancers who do it. <laughs> I just want to share. My brother just sent me a text, so now I've mentioned him three times in this that he invented now a new. Nuke... Must appear. <sighs> That'd be great. He could run out and get me some more alcohol. Um, I just in... he said I just invented a new cocktail. Heaven Hill soda and prune juice. I'm calling it a Grandpa Red Bull. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> um, he's 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 a he's quite a fella. You know, I've got a I've got a coupon code for that mini bar thing that makes the delivery free. Yeah, um, I'm really glad that app is not on Android yet because uh, when it ever comes out, I'm gonna it's gonna be a problem. Oh, sorry. One second. Get your keys. Someone bring your keys. No. Uh, yeah. Basically. Um, they texted me like an hour ago and it just came up on my phone. Uh, <laughs> I kind of wish they'd called me, but, um, but anyway, uh, they'll, we'll figure this out, but, um, sorry, that just, Oh, but anyway, so I'll read books like that or like weird Hungarian novels that have been translated for the first time and like things like that. And then I read like detective novels or like spy novels or things like that, uh, which, or right now I'm reading, a series of novels about Vikings, which is pretty great. Yeah, part of what, part of what ruined me is that I've I spent like you know ten years reading fan fiction. <laughs> no like, time, no unless, time for books. Unless it's the uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show episode of Supernatural. Oh, because you you have seen Supernatural. I have seen Supernatural. Have you it seen might, Supernatural? It... I have. It might be. It might be too late in the show to start getting into yeah. supernatural. We might need to save that for next time. Yeah, next time will be the supernatural episode. <sighs> yeah, stay tuned, kids. We're gonna, we're gonna get deep. I actually have a. I actually have a, a a Twitter, an abandoned Twitter, where I was tweeting watching Supernatural. <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely a thing. Um, I think that might have been I, one of the first tweets of yours that I remember. Oh, this is yeah, the, one of the first tweets I remember of yours that like I was like, hey, this Mark Popham guy keeps uh, tweeting at me. He seems uh, amusing, and I, you you were tweeting about um, some joke about Sam and Dean and click and clack, I think, <laughs> which made me laugh like uh, a car talk delicious. kind of thing. But I I remember um, I think the first interaction that I remember having with you is. Um, you, I think after I sh- shortly after I followed you, you tweeted about you got some coat, and um, you were you were smaller than small, and I responded that you were ice small. Yes. Um, and uh, sorry, I still you... feel good about that. <laughs> well, well done. And you're like, I'm trying to figure out how to render slow clap, and that's where <laughs> it all began, people. Yeah. That's where it all began. That's origin story. Join us next week when we talk about supernatural. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless I die first. That's All right, let's, let's, possible. let's okay. wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. And All right. out. No, I'm going to close oh. it up. Um, uh, this, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at I Haven't Seen. Um, the website is I Haven't Seen That. Dot com. We are on iTunes, where I guess you can rate and review us. Shannon, I know you wrote something. We didn't read it because I forgot. 
not because you were meta and taunting us. Um, I am. Don't at- taunt us in your uh, iTunes reviews, but you should. You should write them because it would just make us feel nice. Yes. Um, uh, I am at Whitney Arner. He is at Mark Popham. Our email address is I haven't seen that podcast at gmail.com. You can interact with these in any way you want or no way at all. Um, I would also like to, uh, here's a little plug. Please listen to my friends who do a very short comedy podcast. It's about like every episode is between eight and ten minutes. You can listen to it while you're pooping. Um, called Brian Weekly. <laughs> called You Can Listen to This While You're Pooping. This is this is how it was sold to me by a, by a, a friend who does it. It's like you can listen to it while you're pooping, and I'm like, hey, I check Instagram while I'm pooping. Um, it's called Brian Weekly, as in Brian, like the thing you pickle stuff with, and they are at Brian Weekly. Find them on iTunes, that stuff. Check them out. I was in and I was in one of the episodes uh, doing my amazing Orson Welles impression. Oh, I I need to listen to that now. Yeah, it's great. Um, cool. So, um, well, uh, how would how would you should uh you should make a we'll we'll make some hot uh, outro music. Yes, yes. I had a, I had a I sent some lyrics. Um, yeah, and we'll do this. I was thinking, we still haven't seen that. Yeah. All right, that's good. Done. <laughs> <laughs> With my mind on my money and my-